Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Hidden Voice Podcast. We are on the eve of the lunar eclipse in Scorpio and the full moon in Scorpio. So we have a lot of energies at play. I know for me, I have been feeling a lot of emotions and this retrograde and eclipse period has been bringing up a lot around my relationships and the way that I am in relationship with people, not just you know, intimate relationships, but friendships, partnerships, businessship relationships, just, you know, all of the different types of ways that we interact with people around us. So um, this two-week period, well, in fact, I would have to say probably the last six weeks for me has been quite a huge growth cycle, but definitely um, I'm feeling an intense pressure on this particular area in my life. Now, this week, we won't be hearing from Danielle because she is currently on holiday. So I am just going to be touching on a few brief themes, obviously, in regards to the current energy. And by the time this episode drops, we will have moved through the full moon and the eclipse. However, the energies will still be present at the time that you are listening to this. So this week, the moon is full and it is in the part of the sky known as Scorpio, and there we also have a total lunar eclipse occurring as well. Now, this is an incredibly powerful and potent moment for transformation, for renewal, for rebirth, but it can also be an incredibly intense and I suppose, catalytic time for endings. You know, in order to make way for new beginnings, we have to allow things and certain aspects of ourselves to die. You may also may feel that your intuition is highly activated. And again, you may be feeling more in tune with your emotions, more aware of the emotional energy moving through you. And, you know, there's a lot of heightened awareness around 
areas in our life, depending on where Scorpio will fall in your chart, obviously, as well. And that is where I would definitely recommend getting in touch with Danielle because she has this beautiful way of being able to explain exactly how this may be unfolding in your life. But again, this is a huge time of expansion. And we are also going to be seeing huge growth in our intentions as well. So if you're moving through a growth period, you may be experiencing rapid growth and expansion, but also on the other side of that, there is always a little bit of contraction. And this is known as the eclipse portal. So it can feel like, you know, there's a lot of energy in the mind, in the body, and it can almost feel like things are moving really, really fast. And this morning, that was literally the conversation that I was having with my coach, Brad. I was literally talking about the fact that I feel like I am just moving through these rapid growth cycles so quickly. I'm shifting through things so quickly that my external world, you know, is still not yet caught up to to kind of where I am on the inside. And it can feel a little bit scary. It can feel a little bit like things are wild and out of control. So, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, the whole point of this retrograde period is really to slow down and to connect back to center and to connect back to self. So, you know, it's an incredibly potent cycle that we're in. And, you know, I just really urge you to pay attention to what's happening around you, because again, it may reveal anything that could potentially be holding you back from your own evolution and your own growth. Excuse the noise in the background, if you can hear that. I am obviously recording in my land room and my um, neighbors are doing work on their house. So just one of those things that we have to accept in, <laughs> in retrograde season that things don't always go as planned. So, you know, the huge, huge underlying, I guess, theme or tone of this entire moment in time is to remind you of how incredibly powerful and potent you are. So, you know, just really connecting back to self, slowing down and listening to your intuition. So in this week's episode, we are going to be talking to my friend and co-creator, co-collaborator, Rebecca Randall. Rebecca is a good friend of mine. We are also going to be collaborating together on a, well, we're calling it the Sunday Sanctuary at the moment. But it is going to be a a space of facilitation for women who are in the postpartum period, so naught to three. And we really just want to create an environment where women can really come and be held and seen through this next rite of passage. Rebecca is deeply passionate about um, supporting women through their postpartum period and into matrescence. And I will be bringing my, I suppose, expertise through the lens of human design and parenting and basically showing up as your authentic self, you know, as a mother and how that looks. So we're very, very excited about that. But in this episode, Rebecca and I are talking about creative worth. So Rebecca is a freelancer. She works in the creative industry. She works in the tech industry. She's a writer. She's got lots of different projects going on. She is a projector in human design. So she's incredibly, incredibly gifted at really seeing, seeing how things, I suppose, what they could be, the potential for things. And I really uh, appreciate her wisdom and her insight. And, you know, in this conversation, we talk about creative worth, motherhood, 
you know, working in that industry, you know, her working in the tech industry and just just how all of this has been huge, uh, hugely catalytic for her growth and for her own expansion and really connecting deeply to her own sense of worth and, you know, connecting to herself and showing up, you know, as her fullest self. So I really hope that you enjoy the episode. Again, this retrograde has really got me. I am like umming and ahhing all over the place. So, you know, please excuse the less than clear ability to speak. I, for one, am really looking forward to the other side of this growth period. Not that I am wanting to rush through it, but I am, you know, looking forward to the new beginnings, to feeling into what happens tomorrow. And yeah, we will discuss perhaps the next episode. I will let you in on my own experience of this eclipse and and what has ended and what is beginning for me. So enjoy the episode and I will see you on the other side. All right, then. I loved what you're just saying about creative worth. So Mm. tell me about that. So I truly believe in glimmers and triggers. And I think these are maybe terms that are thrown around quite a lot and lose their meaning. But in the sense that there are some things in our lives that will trigger us. And even on like a real micro scale, it'll be something that like flares up in our heads and we're going, oh, that's risen to the surface. Equally, there'll be tiny glimmers, you know, the smell of roasting potatoes, the smell of a flower that's come out in the woodland you're working through, you know, this sort of fairy tale idea that there are also little things in life that are the yin and yang. There is always that balance that are the opposite and equal to triggers that give us, you know, a little bit of joy and and remind us and allow something to come to the surface that is full of joy. But I'm afraid through the most recent eclipse and (laughs) Mercury being in retrograde, a lot of my last (laughs) five-day chapter of my life has been these sort of micro triggers. And I truly believe we keep getting thrown the lessons that Mm -hmm. we need to learn. And definitely one that comes back to me and has definitely been coming through over the last five days is all about creative Mm -hmm. worth, particularly when you work in the creative industry, which I know is a very generalized and broad term. But if you are a generally creative person anyway, and maybe what you put out into the world is a piece of yourself. It is um, songwriting, it is poetry, it is painted art, it is something that is a piece of your soul that you're putting forward. And understanding, first of all, the worth of that. So there is an energetic and monetary financial worth to that, but equally the value that other people put to it. So in layman's terms, if you create something within your given gift and talent, and the world turns around and goes, nah. (laughs) Um, I think that's definitely been coming up for me. I am a natural born writer. I have been creative my entire life and I have to be very careful where I am putting my personal worth into my work. So it's kind of like you're equating, yeah, so you create something, you put something out there and then somebody's like, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't see the value in that. And then you're like, oh, so that must mean that therefore I am not... I am not valuable. So it's sort of, it's that the other person's projection of, because again, it's like you could, the two people could be stood looking at a car and one person could be like, oh my gosh, that's the most amazing car in the whole world. And the other person's like, ew, no, gross. Like 
it's 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 all it's all your own perception, right? So it's not tying up. Absolutely, your value is not based on what another person thinks about what you create. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that can be translated into so many different ways. That can be about body image. That can be about creativity and art. That can be about even just being seen, even putting your head above the parapet and standing for what you believe in. It's very much to do with other people's opinions and how how that is resonating within you as well, you know? And I think that personal worth, whenever we create any kind of art that is our natural talent and our natural gifts, I think it does take a little piece of you personally to do it. And when that is maybe denied because of someone else's life lens and their experience, which has formed their perspective throughout their time on this earth, you have to be very gentle and very forgiving almost of other people's opinions to go, do you know what? That is not mine to deal with. That that may be a projection of what they need to deal with. That could be just their personal opinion. That could be, you know, maybe their words have hit hard to you in your heart, but perhaps they've gone home and gone, oh, I should really have said that. You know, it could have been such a throwaway comment, particularly in like that sensitive, creative cocoon that I think we put ourselves in when we are creating a piece of writing or or any of these endeavors. Um, I'm only leaning towards writing because that's my that's my background. That's my natural history. But it's it's very interesting to witness that lesson coming up over and over again for me. I don't know how that fits with you and how you see that. Is that so when you say a lesson that's been coming up? for you is that like really like recently where you're creating things and you're kind of having people almost be like no that's not I don't see the value in that or I I don't want that or (laughs) I think this has been Mm -hmm. years this is a this is a um, an adult life Mm -hmm. work you know I won't speak for my child self but certainly in my Mm -hmm. adult life I think even when you're putting ideas out there that have a piece of you as part of them a living piece of you within them it can be hard to to hear the criticism yeah. in it. So yes, it's a recent thing, it's a historic yeah. thing, and I'm sure it's a future thing. If I don't if I don't process this properly, yeah. thank you, yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's an interesting one. Yeah. So I think it's something that I have definitely been working on myself. Like, you know, I suppose just worth in general. Yeah. So I think where we maybe have different values. So the work that I've been doing with my coach is understanding that you know, everybody has different values and what a person will yeah. place values on if you happen to yeah. be, say, I guess, so for me, my experience has been okay. So I have a huge value on personal growth, on connection to self, yeah. on creativity and and on family. And because of that, because my values are not the same as they a lot of people's then when you're putting so say I'm putting my own work out there so I'm writing a book about my own journey of healing and connection to self that if I'm thinking that there's something wrong with me or that I'm different or that if because somebody else doesn't see value in that then that means that therefore I am not valuable so so my work has been seeing how perfect and how valuable my values are and how needed they are and that just because they're different to another person's it's sort of and that and that when people so people in my life that I know who say place more value so so I would so for example I would forego 
And this is where we have value shifts over the course of our life. But there was a point in which, you know, I would not miss a session with my coach, my therapist, you want to call him a therapist, but you wouldn't call him. I would not miss a session for him, even if that meant earning money. I would not miss a session with him because I place more value on my personal growth and connection to self than I do on receiving money. So whereas some people I know would be like, no, no, I can't do that because, because I need to go to work. I need to do X, Y, and Z. So I think when you're somebody who is creative and is creating pieces of work and like you say, there's, there is a piece of you in everything that you do because it's you, it's you expressing yourself. If another person doesn't see the value in that, that's, it's almost like, well, that's their problem. That is like, that's not their problem, but it's almost like it's not a, your values aren't just aren't meeting up. So, but however, if someone is coming to you and asking you to create something for them, then, then they're asking, they're asking to, to, for you to really show up and, and, you know, bring, bring your full creativity, create, create. Oh my God, I can't speak. This retrograde is killing me. Oh my God. Um, No, I, so I just think like, I think for me, it's been this huge process, especially when I was writing my book. You know, I remember having my editor say to me, this isn't how I, you know, I wanted to write my book in a certain way. And she said to me, this isn't how people write books. And I was like, well, this is the way that I want to write it. And I think it's how I want. This is how I want to write. This is how I want to express myself. This is the way that I see it being. And I think that this is where when we tie up our worth, so circling back to this, when we tie up our worth to what we do, what we create, what we put out on the world, well, then of course we are absolutely at the mercy of somebody else's, like you said, projection, opinion, lens of through which they view the world. So if I think that because that person over there has X, Y, and Z and I don't, then of course I'm always going to feel unworthy because I'm not seeing that actually I'm exactly as I meant to be. It was a bit of a random tangent, but, but no, I think, and I think being, you know, when you are creative and I think there is this idea that how many stories do we know, like little stories and limiting beliefs that come with being in the creative industry um and yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, like I need to get a real job or you know, whatever whatever you do. Or being a freelance or working for yourself. And then let's throw in being a mum. Like how many people have said to me, Oh, that's nice that you have like your little side thing that you do. And it's like, it's not a side thing. And it's never been a side thing. Yeah. Like just because my yeah. mum doesn't mean that it's a side thing. <laughs> like, what is that about? Yeah. And this is you know, this this leans into so much that you and I talk about anyway with regards to motherhood is I think as soon as you have a postpartum body and you are going through your own transition of identity from your previous life into motherhood, society tends to see you as yeah. less than. They tend to see you as your child is your main mm-hmm. priority now. Your main value mm-hmm. should be on mm-hmm. your child anything that you are creating it's kind of open season Mm -hmm. on it you know and even to the point where I mean I'm a raging feminist (laughs) I don't know about the podcast listeners here but I think even to the point where if a mother or a woman puts out a piece of work a piece of her art a piece of something and a man does the same when it's a man society looks at the work and goes is that worthy is that work worthy is it good Whereas when it's a woman or a mother, they look at the woman or the mother. They don't look at the work. They look at her to go. 
is she worthy? Is she good? And I think that's where we have this very insidious mm, bias in our society to to view particularly mothers and women that are creatives very differently to the way way we do with men. And I think because I work a lot with tech and a lot of my creativity nowadays and in my current chapter is is to do with tech and building systems and working in quite masculine environments with quite masculine concepts. I think it 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 is interesting to to be a woman in that world and a mother and a new mother in yeah. that world. And what I am creating gets judged yeah. very differently. So I, that's I think that's a really important point. And and in fact, I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, I was like, yeah, you exactly yeah. that. It's like if I do something, I create something, and it's people yeah. don't people see they don't see what I've created separate from me. They look at me, well, and then never. they and then they yeah, yeah, like then they judge whether what I've done is yeah. worthy. Whereas it doesn't matter yeah. what a man does in his personal life, how he shows up as a dad, like how he shows up as a, as a partner, like whatever. There's no judgment. He doesn't know what I've said. I've said mother or woman or just man. (laughs) I didn't say father or man. Did I not? I I even have this bias in myself. And that's that we all have these unconscious biases. Um, And this isn't, and I think what's really important is that people get like, oh, you know, let's just take, like, not, I'm not tearing down anyone at all but it is this yeah as a as a woman and then as a mother and again as a woman it's oh for a woman you did really that that's really great what you did for a woman that's really great like oh wow you know you're a mom and you did that too whereas if a a a male does the same piece of work it's that that piece of work is really great there is no like there's no reference to who he is as a being but just the piece of work and then what we then also have, which is something that I'm really interested by, and just again, these these biases, like, you know, I and we're going into the motherhood piece here, but it's like I take my kids to the bus, I feed them, I bath them, I, you know, do all the things that we do. Nobody ever tells me how much of a good mom I am. Nobody ever says, She's yeah. such a good mom. Right? Yeah. Because there's no right. glory in that. There's exactly. no glory yeah. to be had in that 24 hours after yeah. 24 hours of brush your teeth, yeah. get into bed, yeah. eat your vegetables. <laughs> when a man does that, oh, he's such a good dad, isn't yeah. he? Dropping the kids. Oh, he takes yeah. the kids to the parties. He's a good dad, isn't he? And it's like, yeah. okay, no. this is interesting. You know, and I think that, no. and again, it's not to take away from the fact of, yes, Yes, he is. Yes, that's great. But it's like that's what's expected of me every day. And it's and it's this sort of like, and I think this is where because we have this, we're just, you know, we're in such an interesting time. But I think because we do now have this real, very interesting dynamic where yes, we have these, you know, our roles are changing, how we show up in the family home and the dynamics and you know, all of that. Yeah. But it's just very interesting to me to observe people's comments on fathers versus mothers and them playing the same roles and actually how like you say what they're judged on or what they're what is commented on and again it's like it's okay it's expected for a dad to have a dad bod right what's that what's that all about but, but I was a just mother, gonna say this you know yeah. there's no what's a mum bod like 
that's not okay. Yeah. Like you can't have a mum bod. I feel like from the minute you find out you're pregnant and make that announcement to friends, family, society, social media, it's again, it's just open season on your body. It's all, you're very swollen. All your bumps are very big. Your bumps quite little. And then suddenly it's all, you're losing that baby weight, aren't you? And you know, it just seems to be that it's okay to again coming back to these values and these these words of worth it's okay in our society and people feel like they have a right to an opinion so even just in being visible and just showing up as who we are as as postpartum or even as pregnant it's almost like you're less than and there is this inherited inherited I can't even think of a think, word yeah, way. You need it's like this constant uphill battle of like I need to prove my worth. And this is something that I've moved through, you know, with the work that I've been doing. You know, I don't experience mum guilt anymore, but I know that you know, I certainly did. I mean, that was what drove me to feel suicidal. You know, that's what my book is about. Um, but I think that that this, you know, this mum guilt that women genuinely experience you know and, and I think we joke about it like oh, I've yeah. got mum guilt but it is a genuine thing that we because we are constantly scrambling around trying to be everything like there's this I can't remember exactly what she said I was listening to a, a podcast and it was like so basically it's like okay so now we exist in a time where women can have everything we can be mothers, we can have a career, we can have our own home, we can do all the things that a, that a man can do, but it is still so that it won't be in debt that it won't be a detriment to men. So it's it's like we can do all of that, but it's still we still will not get in the way of men. Yeah. We just took yeah, more. Just take it on more. It was no equal playing field. There was no level no. playing field. We just yeah, took we on just more. Take it on more. <laughs> and then what we then have is this incredible guilt, right? So we have this guilt then that we yeah. feel because no matter what we do, because we're maybe still out, I'm not saying that you know you do this, but I know that I did. I was outsourcing my power, my external validation like tell me I'm a good mother tell me I'm a good partner tell me I'm a good this tell me I'm a good this because I've been told my whole life like if I do this then finally I'll be worthy and finally I'll be accepted and finally I'll be loved and I'm doing all of these things and I still feel like I'm falling apart and then I I'm not with my kids and I went back to work at six weeks postpartum because I didn't want to lose my business so I took my baby to work with me because I didn't want to be away from my baby and then it's like that you know the guilt because I'm in work and I'm guilty because I have my baby with me and I'm guilty because I'm not doing the homework. Like, it's just this, this really, this heavy thing that I think we're all dealing with. And yeah, you know, but I feel like we're all dealing with it, not in secret. I mean, obviously it's talked about, but we're all just dealing with it. I think we are, but I think you're right though. I think we are dealing with it in secret because I think what happens actually, and I'm just thinking about a recent situation where we deal with it because we don't know how to, I think for a lot of women, they do not know what to actually do with how they feel. Because, you know, we, I was, yeah, recently, you know, we were talking about going away and then everyone, they're all like, you know, the, the guilt, the guilt that I feel about leaving my kids, the guilt that I feel about this. And, and I think, we kind of almost skim over it or laugh about it or be like, yeah, that's just part of being mother. It's just part of being a mom. And it's like, actually, it's no, it's not. Like, no. no. Like, 
Well, it does. It doesn't have to be. In your own definition, not the definition. Yeah. Feeling guilty. And I think actually the guilt piece is actually inherited female thing. You know, I'm guilty for being a woman. You know, I'm I'm ashamed of having Mm -hmm. a womb. Like, unless I'm having babies and pleasing the, the society and being a good girl, then I need to feel really bad about myself. And so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that we're kind of unpicking. And I think, like you say, then when we, when we perhaps as women, our values are slightly different to that of, of other people and other women around us. So I know for myself, you know, I've always worked and been someone who's worked throughout all of my pregnancies and my postpartum experiences. And actually with that did come a, oh, so you are choosing your career over your children. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually just as how I need to express myself and this is what I need to do. And again, finding my own self-worth within that. And then like you say, you know, if you're creative and you're putting things out there, like you say, whether it's your children, because what is is creativity and what is the ultimate creation, but a child into the world. And then we are judged on how that, so this is what's so interesting is that, and I think this is the piece which goes back to what you said about the man and the work that they've done. There's no attachment to the work that has been created. There is there is no attack. There is no reflection back on the man. So it's like the man is who he is. This yeah. is what is created. The work is great. Well done. Great work. Yeah. But for us, our children, we are judged on our children. So how our children act, but we actually, in truth, have no true control over who our children end up in. No. Just like we have no true control over how someone will receive the thing that we created, you know? So I think we have to see that, yeah, our worth is inherent, right? Regardless of what we do create, whoever we are in the world, Mm -hmm. our worth is there from the minute we are born. And then our creations are just expressions of our gifts, talents, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And this is very much how I process this lesson every time. I love the parallel you've drawn there between children being one of our ultimate creations as women, but also any piece of creative work we put out there. Children are their own people. That's why they are not necessarily a representation of us. We don't always have control over what they're going to do next. Equally, anyone thinks that they have control over their kids. When you realize that you literally do not have any control over your child, like as in you don't, you can fool yourself into thinking that you do. But I often have these moments of realization that like it's only through sheer just them just not doing it that stops them from just, yeah, I don't know, doing whatever they want to do. Whatever they want to do. Reach into their nappy while I'm changing a poo. Throw a tummy into a guinea pig pen at Folly Farm. Uh, Any of the bizarre things my child has done. And that's just like in the last couple of days. Yeah. And that's (laughs) it. And then how is it that we actually gain? How is it that we're told to control our children is by Mm. shaming them? Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is the parallel that I love you've just drawn. And this is very much how I process it, because in that way that children are their own entity, they are their own perfectly formed human being. I believe our creative work is the same. I believe anything that we are putting out into the world in the creative domain, in the artistic domain, has its own life. It is its own entity. It is going to do things that you can't control. And it's going to reflect back to people things that are far beyond perhaps anything you intended for that piece of work. And that isn't something 
you can take responsibility yeah. for. That is not something you can strike against your worth as a person, a human, a woman, a mother, yeah. a- anyone. Absolutely. And that's like how, you know, and with my my most recent mm-hmm. trigger, going back to my initial yeah. part of the conversation, yeah. is very much how we've processed it. And that learning has certainly come from my son and becoming a mother. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really great point. And I think people you know, often, so it's interesting because, so I published a book earlier this year and, you know, there's this real, like, how do you feel now? And, you know, it must be really amazing. And it's like, actually, it's not, there's a degree of non-attachment. It's not my baby. I don't own it. It's something that had to come through me. It's not my, I'm not in control of how people receive it. I can't control, yeah, what people, like, I was listening to this podcast the other day and she was telling, she was sort of talking about how off the back of something that she shared, she had all these messages from these people saying, because of what you said, I've now left my job. I've now, you know, thank you. You changed my life. And she had this moment where she was like, oh my gosh, did I do that? Did I, did I make people like end their relationships and leave their jobs? And then she had to check herself and be like, no, I didn't. I did not do that. No, That was how they received my creative expression and that that is not my responsibility and I think this is such an important piece like especially as a creative or anyone who's putting out any work like this podcast like how you receive something is not actually has nothing to do with me and everything to do with your current layer of perceptions and projections and feelings about the world and yeah whatever you're resonating with at the time so like you say it's not you know, if someone, if you create something for somebody and they take it in such a way, well, you can't control that. And it doesn't indicate no. anything about no. your worth or whether or not you should carry on doing it or not doing it, you know? Um, yeah. And, but yeah, I think this... Yeah, my probably similar to yourself and the book and Spiral and creating that body of work in such a unique way and putting it out into the world. It it always feels to me, particularly with writing, that once it's been birthed, once it's out there, it's not mine oh, anymore. No. It belongs to the right. person that's reading Absolutely. it. It's in their head, belongs, the words on the page are no longer yeah. mine. And I suppose that's something that at the moment within my my freelance business capacity, I am learning to mm-hmm. do with other expressions yes. of my creativity, with my work in tech and that yes. kind of thing. So <laughs> the last few days, the Eclipse and Mercury in retrograde have brought so much fun. Plus, there is a seven-month-old baby that had no less than four teeth come oh, through all at the God. same time over the... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot of teeth. Who has learned how to reach into his nappy, who has learned how to blow raspberries when he doesn't want food. Oh, he is becoming an actual tiny human yeah. being. Yeah. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. It's um they, they do. do, they do. And that's it. I think, you know, motherhood, you know, it's such an incredible experience. And it, you know, it's not, it is certainly not easy. And I think that is probably, yeah, it's one of the most challenging, one of the most challenging things you'll ever do. When you learn something different yeah. about yourself every time, you know, you have, like you say, you've got these little, this little person, you know, they are, he is already himself. He is already who he is. He is not becoming anything. He is already who he is. So Ready he's there. already there. <laughs> and 
And, you know, it's really, you know, I really been thinking a lot about this, like, you know, with my own children, like, yes, obviously there's a degree of guidance and safety and things that, yes, you got to do for them because they can't do it for themselves, whatever. But, you know, it's really like my job when I think about it is just to ensure that they can just express and be their authentic selves as much as possible, you know, because it's not easy because if I'm dealing with my own stuff and, you know, they, they do like, you know, my, my five-year-old definitely, you know, we have a lot of like, you know, we butt heads all the time. There's, you know, she's very independent, very autonomous and like constantly having to explain to her like why she can't do certain things purely from a safety point of view. Like, it's like, you know, why can't I just like chop my own food like use them? Don't climb up the fridge yeah, and throw like, yourself like, you know, off. Like just conversations <laughs> like that where, you know, but she gets really angry because she's like, you're stopping me from doing what I want to do. And I'm like, well, actually, look, I'm, yes but it's only it's only because I have the wisdom of age it's not because I'm trying to stop you from being adventurous and so it is it's it's a really you know you're really walking this fine line between you know being myself to being my authentic self with my children so not bending over backwards to make sure that you know I'm this perfect mother because that's not me you know and then also allowing them to be themselves around each other and oh it's you know but yeah you I think you definitely learn I don't even know I don't even know what it is that you learn but I think I think children they kind of just in this very raw way show you parts of yourself that you didn't know were were there that you probably don't maybe like so much that you need to kind of work on integrating like it's just yeah like children are great for personal growth like (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree because I think in in the essence of that motherhood takes reparenting of yourself oh my gosh absolutely absolutely yeah because because in all of us is is a child with potentially unmet needs and you can't allow that to seep into the way you as an adult and you as the mother want to want yes, to raise your absolutely. child. It's um, it's a full yes. of lessons. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think <laughs> that it's interesting because you know when I had my son, I was twenty three, and I definitely wasn't. I didn't experience. I think having a daughter definitely revealed mm-hmm. the reparenting in a child work that I needed to do for myself. I think there was something about yeah. being mirrored back myself you know my my three-year-old self seeing my three-year-old daughter realizing what had happened to me at three seeing her like that you know all of that triggered some huge activated a huge nervous system response in me but you know I think yeah we you yeah you're constantly having to address your own needs like and I've realized as a as a parent you know I need certain things like I'm actually somebody who needs a lot of quiet so what can I do to do that, to be able to facilitate them that meet my needs and yeah, reparent, not let little Samala like, you know, freak out. Like every time the kids are having a tantrum, little Samala's like, what do I do? Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge learning experience. But I think as well as then navigating the world that we currently live in with everything that is shifting and changing so much, plus then just moving through our own levels of growth and can, you know, levels of understanding and yeah, you throw, and a cl- couple of eclipses and a couple of retrogrades and 
just a mess just a mess I think for me this period <laughs> of time for me has definitely been because the retro you know these times will affect people differently depending on you know what your yeah, own energetic makeup is and what your astrological like natal chart is and for me you know this has been a period for me of really addressing my relationships and how I'm showing up in relationship with people, how I'm allowing people to kind of come into my space. So I've received and will wait until after the eclipse to fully, you know, let this be cemented. Yes. But holding yes, on, holding on. Um, <laughs> allowing for whatever needs to end because yeah, these eclipses, well, by the time this podcast co- next week comes out, we will have been through the eclipse. Who knows what's happened? Who yeah. knows what's ended? I love an ending. I'm like, I'm all about rebirth anyway. Um, but yeah, like this has been all about relationships for me. So it's really been a period of time of really addressing relationships and where relate where I want to be in relationship with people, how I want to be in relationship with people, you know, how I'm willing to allow my boundaries to be, you know, permeated or not permeated or whatever. Um but yeah, yeah, it's been a very interesting, it's been a really interesting period. It's, it's a shorter one, but it feels very intense. And my communications definitely has been challenged. Like I, I'm struggling to find words and and my Mercury is in Cancer and Cancer is all about emotions and it's very watery. So, uh-huh. you know, for me, I've been all, but it's yeah. been very like. <laughs> <laughs> I always think it is so humbling to understand that we are just tiny little yeah. things on this yeah. planet shooting through space yeah. and we are so influenced by everything that is happening yes. in this gigantic solar system yeah. around us. And and some people think we're not. Oh, and those people, there's, I mean, those people are probably not the people listening to this podcast, but like... It, it, <laughs> I mean... I wonder I wonder like what it must be like to just move through the world and not know or be aware of anything. How nice that would be. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Bliss. <laughs> and no, no. I just always feel humbled at yes. that thought that we are just little flecks yes. on this huge blue yes. planet. Someone once said to me that we are like Fleas on a dog arguing about who owns yeah. the dog. Oh have you my heard God, that's them? great. But not, I've not heard that, but yeah. that's, that's just perfect. But you're so right, right? So it's like, we're, you know, and this is where it kind of comes back to, you know, probably to like round off our conversation now, but it's, Damn. we don't have control over anything. So we most certainly do not have control yeah. over our children. We most certainly do not have control over how other people receive us. So, you know, going beyond what we put out there in the world, how people receive you is purely based on their own perception of self, on their own stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think if you're somebody who is, yeah, you know, in the creative or even like anyone expressing yourself, just expressing yourself in general, and you're basing how people receive you and then feed that back to you as, mm-hmm. as the the way to calculate how worthy you are, where you are on the worthiness scale. Like you'll never be worthy because you'll always be relying on someone else to tell you that you are. And that, you know, Absolutely. 100%, you know, has to come from yourself. And actually, yeah, that you are already worthy, mm-hmm. that you are as you are for a reason and that, that you will have your own you know, value system and that it may be different to other people's. And then that's actually what is really needed because we need everybody to be slightly different. 
because you got your I gifts, agree. I got my gifts, and then we benefit from each other's gifts. Like, uh-huh. you know, we do. we do, we do, we do. I love. So, um, so thank you so much for being on and having a little chat, and definitely be back. Is there anything that you kind of want to finish off or share, or you know, what do you feel like, like? As we move toward this solar eclipse, is there anything in your life that you feel like you're kind of moving toward an ending of or a beginning of? Is there something that you feel that you intuitively are picking up on? I am definitely moving towards things, beginnings Mm. of things Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. moment. This eclipse for me is coming to an end of this kind of, oh, you know, that maternity Mm. leave period in, in the black and white light of day. That is quite physically what it is. But what I'm moving towards is so, so exciting and so golden. I have some incredible projects lined up working with yourself. Um, I'm working with a wonderful couple that I I have worked with in marketing for a good few years, which will be great because it's a really brilliant outlet for my creative expression. I'm also working with this amazing team of superwomen to help forge the way for the elements retreat which is happening at the beginning of june which i know you and i are both involved with as well so there are so many beautiful projects beginning literally next week i love this this. yeah yeah the business personal all the spheres are just like mushing together beautifully and and creating wonderful light there's just like slowing down and just you know enjoying the ending to make way for some new beginnings yes that's very true endings can be enjoyed i like that they absolutely can amazing amazing well thank you so much if you're listening to this then you've made it to the other side of the hidden voice podcast and we want to thank you deeply as some of you may know i've birthed my first book this year spiral It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.